I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory to come that will be revealed in us. We can see these are the words that the saints kept in their hearts. They kept in mind their last end at all times, thinking of where they were going. This, we remember one of the saints today, St. Maria Gretti, whose feast day it is today. She was affectionately known to her family and friends as Marietta. She was born in Italy in the year 1890 to a poor family near Netuna, which is about 20 miles or so from Rome. And she was the third of six children. The family fell on hard times, and they had to move to an area. And the father, uh, Luigi, became a sharecropper. He became a sharecropper. He was given a a small uh, shed, a stable, and chicken coop, and uh, and a small place where they could stay. And he worked very hard at trying to make that land fertile. Worked so hard, in fact, that he, he grew feverish. And he was no, no longer to, able to work a full day. The owner of the, the area, Count Mazzolani, came down and he realized that they hadn't finished bringing the harvest. Grew, he grew angry. And instead, he had two other men come down to assist him. One man named Giovanni and his son, Alessandro. And the man, Giovanni, he was given to strong drink. He was kind of a rough man around the edges. Alessandro, for his part, would spend time in his room looking over bad magazines and looking at bad things. And leaving him on his own was not very helpful, for he just grew worse, hanging around bad company as well. Now, Assunta, who's the mother of Maria Goretti, who we are speaking of, uh, she came across some of these magazines, but she was afraid to cause a, a, a rift already with the family, with the, which they already had some difficulties with, and so she did not destroy the pornography. Then we see that the father, Luigi, got sicker and sicker till finally he passed away in April of 1902. As he lay by his family, he told them that they should go to somewhere else. They had a difficulty in finding other places to go, so they stayed there. During this time, Alessandro began to make advances on Maria Goretti, and he kept on telling her, insisting that, that he keep those things secret. When we see who Maria Goretti was, we see the virtue that was growing in her soul. She was preparing herself for Holy Communion. She desired to be closer and closer to our Lord. She would do an examination of her conscience each night, and she would weep. And that day she looked forward to in receiving our Lord. When she went and received our Lord, she desired to, receive, to, to go daily to Mass, but she was not able to do so. But it, in order to prepare to receive our Lord, she had to pass her catechism, and she was illiterate. So she studied as best as she could by going to others and, and learning her catechism so that she could pass the exam. She grew holier and holier in the sight of others. And because she was responsible for taking care of the family, she was somewhat like the mother, because Asunta, her mother, was out in the fields working. And so she took on the chores that a mother would. The children in the, uh, the area began to say that she was like the little old lady, they would call her, because of her great piety, because of her seriousness, 
and because of her great obedience and her charity, all the virtues that were showing in her. She was truly an adult when it came to charity. When the merchants would see her coming to town, they would give her certain gifts, and then she would take those and she would simply share them with her brothers, sisters. Every night she would pray five mysteries of the, ro- uh, five mysteries of the rosary for the repose of her father's soul. One of the girls, Teresa Camarelli, she said that she was truly a girl brought up from childhood to please the Lord. Then Alexandra's attacks became very, very uh, noticeable. One day, as she was preparing herself for Sunday, she's preparing herself for the feast of the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alexandra approached that Saturday, and he made his demands. He demanded that she come into the kitchen. When she refused, he dragged her in there. He put a a dagger to her throat, and she screamed, No, no, Alexandra, it's a sin. God forbids it. You will go to hell, Alexandra. You will go to hell if you do it. Irate, he stabbed her 14 times. And then he left her there. Well, the baby, the little baby began crying, the baby that she took care of. And this, this scream attracted the Giovanni who was napping at that time. And he saw Maria. He cried out. This also brought the attention of Asuntu who came running in. And there was her daughter lying there in a pool of blood. Maria said, It was Alexander, Mama because he wanted to commit an awful sin, and I would not. Then they called the ambulance, and Maria had to endure that long drive, that long drive to Natuno, and, and uh, with those, those wounds painfully at her side. The parish priest came to offer her viaticum, and her fa- the father reminded her how Jesus had pardoned all those who had crucified him. As she gazed on the crucifix on the wall, she said, without anger or resentment, I too pardon him. I too wish that he can come someday to join me in heaven. She said, Jesus, you have suffered so much for me. Please help me in suffering for you. Well, she died July 6th. 1902. Immediately after this assault, Alessandro was apprehended. He denied doing this to the end till it seemed that the, the, it was very clear with all the evidence before him, he could not deny it. So he was sens- sentenced to Regina Celli Prison in Rome. And there, for 30 years, he was given hard time. A priest came to see him and he threw him out in rage, howling like a maniac and lunging at him. He would not repent. And this went on for six years. Finally, after those six years, Maria came to him. And this is what is related. The prison bars and walls fell away, and his cell was a sunlit garden blooming with flowers. Toward him came a beautiful girl dressed in pure white, and he said to himself, How is this? Peasant girls wear darkish clothes. 
but he saw that it was Marietta. She was walking among the flowers, smiling and without the least fear. He wanted to flee from her, but he could not. Marietta picked up white lilies and handed them to him, saying, Alexandro, take them. She handed 14 of them, each one for one of her wounds. And as he received them from her fingers, the lilies did not remain lilies, but they changed into little lights. And she said, Alexandro, as I have promised, your soul shall someday reach me in heaven. We converted. He converted, he repented, he confessed his sin, and he amended his life. He became the model of prisoners. And after serving only 27 years, he was released. He gained a job as a gardener for the Capuchin Monastery, a job that he held for the rest of his life. And then he went to do some unfinished business, that is by visiting the mother of Maria Garetti. When he arrived there, her words were consoling. Alexandro, Marietta forgave you. Christ has forgiven you. And why should I not also forgive? I forgive you, of course, my son. Why have you not seen me sooner? Your evil days are past, and to me you are a long-suffering son. The next day... Christmas, 1937, there was Alessandro and the mother by their side receiving communion together. Before, Alessandro turns to the people and tells them and confesses his sin, asks forgiveness. From that day forward, the children would call him Uncle Alessandro, forgiving him of their heart. He died at the age of 89 after a long life of prayer and penance and expiation. But before this, almost 50 years later, June 24, 1950, 50 years after the murder, Pope Pius XII stood at the steps of St. Peter in Rome and pronounced Maria Goretti a saint, the Catholic Church. So what can we learn from this? What can we learn from? First of all, we can see the importance of avoiding bad influences. Alexandra wrote about 80 years after, well, 80 years old. I am nearly 80 years old. I am about to depart. Looking back at my past, I can see that in my early youth, I chose a bad path which led me to ruin myself. My behavior was influenced by print, mass media, and bad examples which are followed by the majority of young people without even thinking. And I did the same, and I was not worried. How easy was it for him? He says himself, There were a lot of generous and devout people who surrounded me, but I paid no attention to them because of a violent force behind blinded me and pushed me towards a wrong way of life. So we can see how important it is as we're growing up to keep those bad influences out of our lives but also for parents, the importance of guarding and watching over our children. Pope Pius XII, on the day of her canonization, says, You fathers and mothers, tell me, in the presence of this vast multitude and before the image of this young virgin, who by her inviolate candor has stolen your hearts, in the presence of her mother, 
who educated her to martyrdom, and who, as much as she felt the bitterness of the outrage, is now moved with emotion as she invokes her. Tell me, are you ready to assume the solemn duty laid upon your watch as far as you lies over your sons and daughters to preserve and defend them against so many dangers that surround them and to keep them always far away from the places where they might learn the practices of impiety and moral perversion. This is in 1950. 1950. Then he says, finally, all of you who are intently listening to our words know that above the unhealthy marshes of the filth of the world stretches an immense heaven of beauty. It is the heaven which fascinated little Maria, the heaven which she longs to ascend by the only road that leads there, which is religion, the love of Christ, the heroic observance of his commandments. Harken back to the words of today's reading. I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory to come that will be revealed to us. So we can learn to desire holiness in our soul, purity of conduct. But also, we should learn from this forgiveness in our hearts. Forgiveness in our hearts. Remember the words of Asunta Goretti. Alessandro, Marietta forgave you. Christ has forgiven you. Why should I not also forgive? I forgive you, of course, my son. My son, why have I not seen you sooner? Your evil days are past, and you to me are like a long-suffering son. Do we forgive people in our hearts for the offenses against us or the perceived offenses that we have in our minds? Have we forgiven them as Christ forgave us? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Do we forgive as Maria Goretti forgave as she was lying there with those 14 wounds, praying for the man that attacked her? Do we forgive in our hearts for those? Well, let us turn to the saint today then and ask her for the assistance to love those who have offended us and to offer our hearts up in forgiveness. We'll conclude with the words from Pope Pius XII on that feast day of St. John Baptist in 1950. We We greet you, O beautiful and lovable saint, martyr on earth and angel in heaven. Look down from your glory on this people which loves you, which venerates, glorifies, and exalts you. On your forehead you bear the full, brilliant, and victorious name of Christ. In your virginal countenance may be read the strength of your love and the constancy of your fidelity to your divine spouse. As his bride espoused in blood, you have traced in yourself his own image. To you, therefore, powerful intercessor, with the Lamb of God we entrust these our sons and daughters who are present here and to those countless others who are united with us in spirit. For while they admire your heroism, they are even more desirous of imitating your strength of faith and your inviolate purity of conduct.
Fathers and mothers have recourse to you, asking you to help them in their task of education. In you, through our hand, the children and the young people will find a safe refuge, trusting that they will be protected from every contamination and be able to walk the highway of life with the serenity of spirit and deep joy, which is the heritage of those who are pure of heart. Amen. I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory to come that will be revealed in us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.